welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. And I am Zachary Patton Garcia, and we've got two guests on today. We've got big old queer filmmaker, actor, and producer. Yeah, that's me, Misha Oshirovich, <laughs> uh, pronouns they them. <laughs> and the guy you know for dressing <laughs> the guy you know for dressing up or taking it all off. Michael Ham <laughs> the horn. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to have all of you here. We are here because the Buffy Halloween episode season two is turning 25, which makes me feel very old. Um, And Misha and Michael, this is both of your first time talking Buffy on the podcast. Um, Misha, do you want to give your Buffy origin story? I mean, so is that like when I started watching Buffy or whatever? Yeah. Uh, It was... equal parts in preparation for the last time I chatted with y'all um, <laughs> uh, in the podcast realm and just like in general like wanted to like get like a sense of Buffy and the culture that y'all come from mm. and also the last show that I did the last TV show that I did is so Buffy homage in its own sort of like you know queer spooky way the girl in the woods show on Peacock and so I felt the need to research Buffy but but by that point I was already like a season in and mm. so I just binged all of Buffy in oh, preparation to shoot a spooky TV show. So that's my origin story. And I will say, uh, Misha, you made me so happy because I love when I'm people's go-to to talk about Buffy. And I love that as you were binging it, you would like DM me to talk about yes. it. It made me very yes. happy. Ian <laughs> thrives like, off of that. Yeah. <laughs> it was truly like something would happen like season four. Like, oh my God, did you? Have, of course I know Misha. I'm the expert. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, and uh, Hammy, my love, would you like to give us your Buffy origin as well? Yeah, mine's a, a little convoluted. Have you ever had a Canadian on here? Yes. Where are we going? Okay. <laughs> Did they give their Buffy origin? Because I can't find any information about when Buffy came to Canada. So I feel like my origin story is just made up in my head. <laughs> um, I do remember... So one of my co-hosts, Anthony Oliveira, is from Toronto. And I do remember him saying something about there was like a space in between seasons where like y'all didn't like... It didn't air at the right the same time it aired here. I do know that. Okay. Well, my origin might be a fever dream. I have no idea. <laughs> but I remember like... Watching it from pretty much the beginning, if not the beginning, the Canadian beginning. So like Mm -hmm. the late 90s, it came to Canada. But it was only on really late on this like Cartoon Network kind of YTV kind of thing. And I would sneak away and watch it. And I remember my mom found out and it turned out she was watching it too. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was kind of this cute little moment. Um, But then I stopped watching it because everyone in high school thought it was stupid. And fast forward a few years... I know, right? I bought all the DVDs, watched them immediately, went on a trip to go see my mom. And while we were there, we went to a comic book store and bought like a bunch of Buffy action figures. And it's never been the same since. Oh my God. I love that. Wait, that's fucking sweet. That is. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, Michael, are you not from Canada? You said you went to visit your I mom. I am from like, Canada. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. for some reason, I thought you meant your mom was oh, like here. Oh, she was just like traveling for work. I live in a little like buttfuck nowhere okay. town. So she was like in the big city where I could get Buffy toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, I actually was telling my the Slayerfest 98 editor, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Um, that the reason I actually got into doing like the customs that I do for the covers is because over the years, so many people would like stumble upon an old Buffy figure from at like a comic con or like comic book shop and be like oh i'm gonna get this for ian and like i did already have them but i very much would be like thank you like i will take more um and then i just (laughs) had like a bunch of extras 
And I was like, when we saw, when I started this podcast, I remember telling my other co-host, Matthew, like, I think I could do some like silly customs for like each season. I was going to do one per season. Clearly that's not what ended up happening, but literally just as I had a shit ton of extra Buffy figures, like in my parents' basement. And I like remember coming home from New York and like taking a bunch of them with me to like paint in my kitchen in Brooklyn. Um, sure. What a very specific brag. <laughs> it's not a brag. I'm a big fucking nerd. I just have so many Buffy toys in my mom's basement. Um, uh, you're make me sweat. Uh, but I feel like the one thing I always like kind of forget is that Buffy doesn't have a Halloween episode every season. Oh, like it only has such a shame, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Um, but I do think this and Fear Itself, I think, are like top tier Halloween TV episodes in general. Mm. You say um, that, but the way you act is like this is the only one that exists. This is the only one you ever watch. This is the only one you ever <laughs> talk about. Um <laughs> I never I hear you talk about Fear Itself. <laughs> are we fighting, Zach? <laughs> we are, because I quite like Fear Itself. This is not my favorite Buffy Halloween episode, but I know you love it so much. I I think I love both of them the same, I think. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I think if Cordelia had been in the season four one, maybe that would make it my favorite. Because <laughs> mm, I, okay. I love all the Cordelia and Willow shit in this episode. Um, actually, yeah, now that... Now that we bring it up, uh, Misha, what do you, which, wh- how do you rank the Buffy Halloween episodes? Well, so the, I, I never like to say that I understand something that I don't. I have seen all of Buffy. However, right. I've only seen it through once. And I, I distinctly remember thinking to myself, oh, there's not a Halloween episode every season. Right. But this one is the one that sticks out in my memory only because this one's so gimmicky. What's yeah. the other one? Like what, give me the synopsis of the other one. The other one is they're like trapped in the frat house that was like decorated as a haunted house, but then it becomes oh. a real haunted house. Oh, I did like that one. I think yeah. I like that one more. I and then we do have one more in season right. six that often gets overlooked and I <laughs> barely so um, <laughs> that it's just, how would you describe that? More like a, I don't know. It's more of your Halloween fair. Like they're going to houses. There's like candy and I don't that know. feels more like a sitcom Halloween episode. Yeah, very much. It's just all about dawn. Yeah, that one. Yeah, right. I do remember that one too. I, okay. I I will say this one. I appreciate that we're talking about this one because once again, I come back to the word gimmicky. Like mm-hmm. I this this feels like around the time because you know how like as Buffy goes on, we get like the musical episode or yeah, like the, yeah. the 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 theme episodes. This is a theme episode. It didn't have to be about Halloween. It just happened to be. Right. But yeah. like th- this, this it's like an oddly early theme episode for how much Buffy had still yet to evolve at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Buffy does a theme episode really well. And you saying that it makes me think how like, honestly, this could have fit any like it because almost any episode of Buffy could be a Halloween episode if you Correct. place it during Halloween. Hammy, what what are your where what's your ranking of Buffy Halloween episodes? I, Halloween is number one for me, for sure, for sure, for sure. I think I agree. Like, it's just so gimmicky and it's just so quintessential Halloween. Like, it's got the trick-or-treating. It's got the yeah. the plot twist. It it sets up that vampires don't come out at Halloween, even though every Halloween something bad happens <laughs> anyway. Um, well, and I just think all the like, scenes are so good. And, and I, I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm just like, did, did, did they ever explain that? In this episode, why Halloween is supposedly boring for I don't 
I don't think they ever do, right, Zach? It's kind of just like a thing that is It's said. a strange thing as well, right? Because you would think that there would be more people out on the streets and more opportunities, I don't know, to suck some blood and like yeah. <laughs> kill some folks and nobody would, mm-hmm. you know, really think anything of it. Um, but I guess it's it's just – it just is. It's just boring, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's like just them. the way it is? That to, is to just the, the monsters, it's tacky. Like, it's like, ugh. Um, <laughs> Well, it's the same with cosplayers, right? Like, <laughs> I don't dress up for Halloween because I'm like, I have to do this every day of the really? year. Really? This one off. Huh. Yeah. You don't dress up for Halloween? No, I'm too busy getting everyone else's Halloween costumes ready for them. Oh, that's oh. fair, but I would love to see you pull out a Halloween costume. When's the last yeah. time you did a Halloween costume? It was like six years ago. I dressed up in a full ass Nightwing costume. No one knew who he was. I showed up to a party. Everyone was like dressed up as Ned Flanders or like the Jolly Green Giant. And I was like in this armor suit. And everyone was like, it was like, it was like the Mean Girls moment. Like I showed up and everyone was like, yeah. Oh, he tried. Okay. And I was like, I never it again. So you're surrounded by yeah, amateurs and you just again. can't demote yourself like this. <laughs> That's yeah, the problem. I, I, need, I need us all to remember we are healthily in Gen Z, I don't care territory with Halloween <laughs> at this point. Like if the moment that it looks like you, uh, you put an effort with your eyeliner, you're not cool anymore. And I hate that. I hate that that's a thing now, but it's, it's true. <laughs> That is fair. Misha. Perfectly summed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I... It's funny because I used to be that kid and that's what actually made me start not liking Halloween as a kid because I would always like find something like fun and nerdy and no one would ever know because like... Um, uh, Michael, when we were younger, you know, like that shit wasn't as popular. So like, <laughs> How I, dare always, you? <laughs> I gotta take someone with me. Um, so I would go to like, I remember like one year I dressed up as like someone from Star Trek and no one knew what I was. And I was like, Oh, I'm supposed to be Commander Riker. He's my favorite. Um, and like one year oh. I dressed up as like one of the X-Men and I think it, I think it was Gambit. And again, no one knew who it was. And so I was just like, I fucking hate Halloween. Um, and I feel like not until I was like in my twenties did I start dressing up again i think yeah and i'm still I'm, like iffy about dressing up i don't know about y'all i'm struggling this year like i'm i <laughs> well okay i'm i'm, I'm veering us so off track i'm so sorry uh, but no, like th- this this year i'm I, i'm dating somebody for the first time in a while Aww. um and right and we want to do and we're both just wildly queer and we want to do like a sort of like trans non-binary sort of like Halloween couples costume. I'm like, well, that's difficult. <laughs> yeah. What do we do? <laughs> so I, I think we we might be going as Fleabag and Hot Priest. We might be doing that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a fun. good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good like, idea. I just I can never get creative with Halloween costumes. Me and my husband have been talking about it and we like I feel we've so we've been married six years and every year we've done vampires. <laughs> Because it's the easiest <laughs> thing to do, um, and we want to do something different this year. But it's already like almost Halloween time. It will probably, yeah. I'll, we'll probably end up at the spirit Halloween buying a couple more like moldy things, you know. Yeah, <laughs> once you just mold oh your my teeth. God. I really, yeah, yeah. I have been a vampire so many times. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite go-to. Um, but whatever, it's on brand for us. We fucking love Buffy. Uh, so the episode opens on Buffy fighting a vampire in a pumpkin patch, which I. I mean, now I'm just thinking of Misha, you saying the the gimmick, and it really is a gimmick. But I, the thing I do love about like a holiday episode is when we see everything decorated. Like I like mm. seeing the sets decorated for whatever holiday. Um, like there is one in season five of Buffy and Zach. I don't know if you've noticed this or Hammy, maybe you have. There there are like two season five episodes that clearly are supposed to take place like in December because they have Christmas decorations up at the magic box, but they Mm. don't 
say that it's Christmas. But, I like, the decorations that. are there. I hate when they don't just like specifically <laughs> say something is a something. Wait, right? Do you do you think that that's a net? Oh, excuse me, a network thing? Oh, maybe like, right. Because like if networks have like I for, I already forgot what networks Buffy started on and what they moved to, but like you know it's there's a there's a thing if they have other shows or movies that are holiday centric, sometimes they split up the focus on their slate yeah. of shows. Huh. Yeah. That is See, annoying. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, Full I stop. But I I like seeing like all the shit decorated, so I like that Buffy's like you know it's she's fighting a vampire, but instead of it being in a graveyard, we're in a pumpkin patch because why not, right? Like, oh my God, like the bronze looks so good, all decorated. <laughs> I know, I love the way the bronze yeah. looks. Yeah, um, and I like that this they use the set to tell you like there's that sign that says tomorrow's Halloween, um, and like that kind of tells you where we are. The opening's kind of just you know it's the, what there's that vampire recording her. Which is a weird thing that doesn't go anywhere. That's like a good idea for the time, but I mean, it kind of does. Isn't Spike like reviewing the footage? Yeah, or something? yeah, it's barely there though. Yeah, and then still gets his ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> honey, I'm home. Um, but yeah, so then we get post credits, and we do get the bronze, and I love seeing the bronze all decorated. Um, yeah, and I like that we get Cordelia and Angel. Zach, I I'm curious what how I you know like this scene. <laughs> I know because it's different now. We're covering right? Angel over here on the <laughs> on the Slayer Fest '98, um, and we are seeing a lot of chemistry between Cordelia and Angel. And we know mm-hmm. that, or actually, now I think it was spoiled for me. It doesn't go anywhere, um, <laughs> but it's kind here of. as well, you know. And yeah. I. Because it could have gone, she chats him up and he kind of is just not interested. But we could. And they're talking about, you know, they're bonding over like material things, you know. Right. And they're both laughing and giggling together. And it's just a kind of like a preview into that uh, that next show they're both going to be on. Right. It does read differently once you've like mm-hmm. started Angel. It really does. Um, Misha, have you watched Angel? I have not seen more than the pilot, no. That's fair um zach is struggling going through it now (laughs) i I promise season two if it because everybody's (laughs) telling me season two season two season two so i'm waiting hammy you've seen it right (laughs) yes yeah right doesn't are we allowed to call you hammy too or are we calling (laughs) you michael please 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 please, whichever oh i realize i keep i keep switching it up don't i (laughs) i i don't know they both ring as the exact same thing to me. <laughs> I think I asked you that in our first recording. I was like, am I allowed to call you Hammy? And you were like, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. Anyone can call me Hammy. I just can't introduce myself as Hammy because I find it cringy. <laughs> okay. But I like being called Hammy. I just won't <laughs> tell anyone to do it. <laughs> um, but- I'm very fragile. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Zach, you're surrounded by fragile queers. It's okay. I can be <laughs> and, fragile too. And as Willow Aww. points out, as uh, however you identify gender-wise in this space, but as Willow points out in this episode, men are fragile or boys men are, are fragile. fragile. And yes. we've got a panel full. Such a good line. <laughs> Poor Misha. Um, I, I, you know, it's fine. I'll always exist as a question mark, and that's fine by me. But we will be the fragile ones, and you can just, you know, kind of cock you your head the, at You us. can be the slayer. <laughs> you can be the slayer. There you go. Save us Yay. from Larry. Yay. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, we get that. Oh, but so, Michael, yeah, what do you think of Cordelia and Angel? I was I was still upset. Having seen Angel, it still like made me 
upset that he was enjoying her presence but to be fair like i would enjoy her presence as well (laughs) so i can't be too mad but i was like no angel you're not allowed to laugh at her jokes you're not allowed to have a good time with her buffy's coming to see you screw (laughs) off cordelia also screw off he's not your man i know i'm gonna come to like you eventually cordelia but i do not right now Ooh, harsh words um yeah so buffy comes in she gets a little jealous and i do like that like she's supposed to look bad but she still doesn't look bad right no of course not it's the it's the <laughs> 90s nobody looks bad on a tv show <laughs> and like what like maybe a few strands of her hair are out of place i feel like is... they put a piece of hay in her hair and right. we're like what a trash monster <laughs> why would she show up to the bronze looking like that right <laughs> like, oh god <laughs> um i do cordelia has the line uh Love the hair. Just screams street urchin, which is such a weird line. Um, oh my God. And I love that when like Angel says they were supposed to have a date and Buffy gives her very Buffy thing. I wrote down the quote here. It says, dates are, dates are things normal girls have. Girls who have time to think about nail polish and facials. You know what I think about? Ambush tactics. Beheadings. Not exactly mm-hmm. the stuff dreams are made of. Let's talk about that for a second, right? Yes. Angel, you could be out there helping her. Right? You have the ability. You have a soul. You're supposed to be a good guy. Why are you at the bronze with a bunch of teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. I, I A lot of people do like the, and I, I'm not big on Sailor Moon, but like I know it. Um, that tuxedo mask meme where he's like, I've I've like done all I can. And she's like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> like that is Angel. <laughs> Because, like, he, it's a lot of that, right? And it's like, but you are a vampire. Like, what? why were you at the bronze first? You should have just been with her patrolling and helping and fighting. Um, that makes me yearn for a Buffy dressed as Sailor Moon while Angel's dressed as Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> I would love that. Yes, it would be please. nice. <laughs> um, I really like this scene because, like, I feel like it's kind of cliche. It's like Buffy being like, woe is me, blah, blah, blah. I'm the yep. chosen one. I'm the slayer. But her acting just genuinely sells it mm-hmm. as being like tragic like i feel for her i'm like yes your life does suck this is difficult and you know that's to sarah michelle's credit to actually pull off those kind of cheesy lines you, you and me have the exact same thought about this scene like i wrote down something similar it the, she has this ability and honestly this like producer brain immediately says to me like this is why she got cast even in probably her season one auditions like mm. you this writing was never going to be god's gift to anything it's just going to be fun but they need somebody that's going to bring the heart to the fun and she does that really well yeah yeah i mean absolutely zach and i have uh, crossed oh, two goodness. podcasts Pick an episode yeah. yeah spent a lot of time discussing <laughs> we can turn this into an hour, an hour long talking about why Sarah Michelle Gellar is one of the greatest actors of our generation <laughs> <laughs> and like Misha you are an actor so I feel like I, I'm glad to hear you say that because like Zach and I say it all the time but we're not actors but right she sure. like she she does a lot of good face acting I think she, it's good face acting, but it's also th- this show is a perfect example, and I don't think people talk about it enough because this show is so beloved. So picking mm. it apart can read as um, bullying the show, but right. actually, it's to this show's credit that it suffers from a lot of the same thing that things that other TV shows suffer from. Like it's kind of cheesy. The plot lines don't always make a ton of sense. My Instacart is absolutely here, absolutely here right now. I'm so sorry for the beeping, <laughs> um, but. Um, it, it suffers from a lot of the same things that other shows um, suffer from, but it's so charming and you care about the actors and the characters and people, you know, like Sarah Michelle, like actually pull it off. Yeah. That you just kind of forgive a whole wash of things because you and you're having a good time. 
Yeah. Yeah. I I was a little worried. I was like, oh, are we going to get to the good part here, Misha? But yeah, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> the show is terrible. It sucks. Yeah. It looks like shit. But you know what? That, that, that Sarah Michelle Geller, you know, she's pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, even before we knew that he who shall not be named was a piece of shit, I would always be like, well, it's not just his writing. It's the act. It's like a combi- combination of everything. Um, oh, yeah. Who wrote this and one? That, I just know it was written by someone and it was the only episode they wrote and then they were fired. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. I, I thought it was someone that wasn't like one of the main writers. That's what I thought. Yeah. This is their only episode credit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Joss, Carl Ellsworth, Rob. Yes. Desotel? It was Carl's, Carl Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Okay. Huh. All right. Yeah. He, uh, he wrote this episode. He was called in by Joss and uh, he thought he was going to just get notes apparently from Joss, but he was let go. And he said that it was due to his inability to write dialogue for teenagers. Jesus mm. Christ. Well, <laughs> Meanwhile, we've obvious- got 30 year olds playing the teenagers, right? <laughs> right. I was going right. to say, obviously this entire cast and crew is exceedingly familiar with the life of real teenagers so (laughs) (laughs) um so we cut to the next day at well actually that's the thing where i'm like "Hmm, what is the timeline here because when she's at the pumpkin patch patrolling it is nighttime and it says there's tomorrow is halloween and then they're at the bronze and then she's at school and then tomorrow is halloween so like the timeline's a little no weird, that day's right? Halloween right no because they go to school and Snyder's like oh no you're right because then the I next think we day, found where Ellsworth got fired <laughs> oh no oh no they they on the early seasons they do do that sometimes where it'll cut to like Angel in the dark and then it'll supposed to be the same day and it's like them going to school and like eh, sometimes it's a little bit wacky with that um because like. It feels like she goes from the bronze to school, but like clearly that's not how that works. Um, but yeah, okay. So Buffy is telling the gang that like Giles, this is where we get like that, you know, monsters take the night off on Halloween. Um, we see Principal Snyder is forcing kids to sign up to chaperone uh, little kids trick-or-treating. <laughs> Hemi, give me your thoughts on Principal Snyder because I, I think he's one of the more fun, like awful characters to watch on screen. I, I love him. I think he's he is somehow more villainous than most of the villains <laughs> while just being a, like a little human dweeb. <laughs> That's like he yeah. I feel like I could beat him up, but I also feel like <laughs> he would make me feel so bad about myself I couldn't I couldn't if I tried. <laughs> Like that's your go-to. Like I could beat him up. I could fight him. <laughs> I could beat him. He's just so dweeby, you know. Like he just annoys me in this way that like gets on my nerves. But like he could tear you down. It it's like a very small drag queen. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you know oh they'll read you to filth. <laughs> that was the Snyder of spinoff. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I buy it. I want it. Uh, Misha, oh, what do you think of Principal Snyder? <laughs> Say something smarter than I did, please. <laughs> no, don't put me on the spot. I was literally just chugging kombucha. Shut up. Um, I, <laughs> I, um, I will say that I actually did because I, I, we always liked the the Snyder quips and like mm. the sort of like 
I agree. I, like he would probably be able to whip out an insult that would put me to shame. Um, <laughs> but the he's a really good example again, nerdy actor brain for me of like shows like this really like rests on their like dope supporting characters. Like you know yeah. exactly who he is. He is he always comes up with like the right sort of like quippy line. Whoever's writing for him clearly understands his voice. Like I he's I feel safe when there's a scene with him because I know that I'm going to enjoy it and that I know exactly <laughs> who he is, and that's kind of a good feeling. <laughs> Yeah, I just think he's, like, very, like, his ridiculous hate for Buffy is, like, it's ridiculous, but it's fun to watch, right? It just is. It's also, like, I I would bet, I haven't read any of the Buffy, because they're comics, right? Like, this comes from comic book world. Uh, The comics came after. Oh, the comics came after. Fascinating. So I I know nothing then. But then (laughs) I... The, his un, like like Archie esque hate for the the teen <laughs> hero like it's so classically comic book trope and I mm-hmm. love that it shows up in the TV show because it makes total I can see a comic book panel with him like hating yeah. on Buffy's latest antics. Yeah, it's funny because I always feel like Buffy made sense for like baby Ian was like very into comic books and like Buffy made sense as the thing that I was obsessed with. Like going from X Men to Buffy like does make sense. Um, yeah, but so, uh, he makes Buffy and the gang sign up. I do. This feels early in these seasons. I, it must've been, someone must've pumped up the script. Cause I do like when she's like, Oh, suddenly I've come down with carpal tunnel syndrome. I can't sign up. And then he just still fucking hands her the thing to sign up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he wants her to sign up, but he won't let her talk to any of the kids. Right. right? So like, <laughs> he's just out to get her. <laughs> Strictly torture. And then uh, what happens next, Zach? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we go into that. That's where we get Xander at the soda machine, right? Right. So yes. they, yeah. they picked a table in the school. And so Xander's at the soda oh, machine. Boy. I have questions for you, Ian, at this point. So Larry okay. harasses him, um, comes up. Was this the gay setup that they were like toying with? Uh, I don't. Because they were I, toying I mean, with Xander, the idea of Xander being the yes. one who comes out later, right? No way. Yeah. Yeah. They like they've said that they didn't know who was going to come out if it was going to be Xander or Willow, oh. and like knowing that it is right, Zach. It is kind of like apparent with a lot mm-hmm. of the Xander stuff, um, because Larry would be check because Larry comes out and Larry right. would be checking out. Like, does he really want to ask Buffy out, or is he seeing if Xander is you know right? I mean, yeah, and I think especially the Xander Larry interactions very much show you that they were like hinting at it there. Um, Cause like it is, it is this season when he goes to talk to Larry about when they're like, not sure, or is it season three when they're not sure who the werewolf is? No, that's season two. It's phases. Um, and Larry like ends up coming out to him and Xander gets almost like, and you know, when you're like a teen and you know, you know that you're queer, but it's like, I don't want everyone else to know. And so like mm-hmm. Larry's talking to him and assuming that Xander is as well. And Xander gets all like, uh, what are you talking about? Like, I do think you're right. It probably was even being set up here because there's a lot of Xander shit in the early seasons that I could see being set up for that. Yeah. And then it sort of plays off of itself in that way with, you know, he's Buffy comes in and saves him and he gets really upset about that. Right. Yeah. Like at first yeah. it's pretty cool. Cause he's standing up for, for Buffy, you know, yeah. and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and he's, he, he, you know, isn't cowarding. He's just going to stand there and take, he knows he's going to get hit, right? right She's going to yeah. stand there and get hit. And then Buffy saves him. And then that's where it like flips. I'm like, come on, Xander, really? Right. Come on. 
Like you're get mad because she made it so you didn't get beat up. Like almost had a whole moment, right? And then Buffy and, and and Willow are at the table and they sort of talk about it quickly. And Willow says, "You know, boys are so fragile. Boys are so fragile." <laughs> I, this this whole section of the episode gets so ridiculously meta, and they don't even under no they they don't at the time. I'm sure they didn't realize it, but now we're all talking about like sensitivity and masculinity right, yeah. and what it means. Like th- this whole stretch of this episode is literally a commentary on the fragility of men mm-hmm. <laughs> it is you are right yeah <laughs> um and i do i mean like that does track it's still annoying that xander does it but it you're right it does like track like that's yeah how like a dumb teen boy might react yeah i feel but i almost feel like maybe if he were closeted like that would have been the start of him being like yes like, oh my God. <laughs> like he would have been like standing <laughs> <laughs> where are we going with this rewrite Ian? come on now <laughs> what are we doing? i like the sort of like with, when you read it through that lens though it does like you know it's that it's a little bit of you know he doesn't want to look limp wristed right in, right, in yeah. front of anybody yeah. and i i do like that reading and i i, I almost i Xander would have been less inseparable if he'd come out at some point, yes. right? Yes, I feel I like so. he could have had a bigger arc, a bigger journey. Um, yeah. And they kind of like just left him dead at the door. Yeah. I mean, and like dating Cordelia and Anya when you're closeted, that tracks. Like- oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Right. 100%. I, I, too, I too would date Anya. Right. I would do it now. I would do it now. Like- <laughs> she's so dead they, when they do <laughs> when they do the Man. Buffy reboot Misha you will play Anya <laughs> oh you really do like me that was so nice it's <laughs> <laughs> literally the nicest thing Ian's ever said to anyone <laughs> and we're all jealous now um <laughs> yeah well as the three of you know I play favorites so I can't help it um mm. so Score. we Score. then get them discussing uh what like Willow says which is wildly incorrect how Angel would never fall for Cordelia, because um, we know that he does. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. And then Buffy wants to kind of know what his type is. So they decide to steal what? They're stealing books, but it looks like they stole a journal. I wasn't. It's a Watcher's Diary, right? It has to okay, be. Okay. Okay. It's a Watcher's Diary, but why doesn't she have? Why doesn't she have like security clearance on all of this already? This is her job. Right? You know, she should be able to walk into his office and grab whatever the hell she wants, you know, look on his Pornhub browser history. She's got to know what job she's going into. <laughs> um, right, though, it, it should be I like, so it's weird that they have to, like, steal the book. Uh, maybe it yeah. could be embarrassment. That reads. Okay. Mm, yeah. Okay. I think in my brain, I always remembered it as, like, Giles has Angel's journal for some reason, but I know that doesn't make sense. So. <gasps> Is that it? That but could be it. N- no, I think if I remember correctly, it's it's like a Watcher's Diary. But like, I I love how well written the exchange between um, Willow and Buffy <laughs> is. Like the sort of like we can't do that because that's against the rules, right? But this is like these 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 two young actresses are still getting acclimated to like smarter dialogue. So they're it's kind of clunky in the best high school way, but like yeah. that is absolutely what they're saying. Like it's not allowed. It's I think you're right. It's a watcher's diary. It's I don't know. I it fascinated me from like a nerdy perspective of like this is actually really good writing for Buffy, and they don't yeah. they're kind of surprised by it on set. Listen, yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller saying because it's wrong or it, it would be wrong is a genre in and of itself. You know, it's like <laughs> sure, real sure, good sure, stuff. Sure. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, then we cut to the bathroom and we get. Uh, them looking through the books. I do. 
my my favorite I, I like this whole scene actually but i love that buffy is like romanticizing like oh to have those dresses and oh to like be a noble woman and willow's like still i think i prefer being able to vote like I, oh it's so good right that was good because <laughs> that reminds me of like especially back in the tumblr days when everyone would be like oh i should have grown up in the 40s it's like no 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 i do not want to grow up <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I i actually distinctly remember this i, I saw so, a screenshot of a tumblr post along those lines like oh i wish i grew up like i don't know like the roaring 20s right. like i i like hygiene but sure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just you know it's it's understandable that buffy would be this way right like yeah. willow does get to like focus on turning 18 and getting to vote you know like nobody's going to tell buffy what day to even vote on or how to get a voter's registration card you know buffy just sees this picture of a princess and she gets to fantasize a little bit because she shows up with a piece of hay in her hair at the bronze (laughs) right and she's just (laughs) automatically trash (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like i i i don't know i like that i like i also like being able to get to see our hero be a little silly like she's just being a little like she's being very like teenager right like what of course it's like someone you have a crush on and like yeah oh wow i could look really good in that outfit she's daydreaming yeah yeah wait ian okay ian, did, but did, no you go ahead <laughs> no i just like i i just want i just want to circle back to our uh lamentable writer of this episode did you just say that buffy was acting like a teenager <laughs> i did <laughs> yeah justice for carl justice for carl <laughs> it begins here in this episode <laughs> Release the Carl cut. Oh my God. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was just saying that I think it's an absolutely ridiculous scene that they're staring at, like, what is essentially a stick figure cartoon and being like, she's so beautiful. Oh my God. She's so yeah. stunning. And I'm like, this is a, like a bad drawing of, of a cartoon. I would have done that too, like, though. Uh, I, <laughs> I would have like been like, I don't know. It feels old. It's in an old book, right? So it has that extra like little little touch to it and That's it just true. feels like mm, I don't know I could see Buffy falling over it yeah um, <laughs> and then enter Cordelia Chase and I do love everything like everything Cordelia says here is very good <laughs> like I the one thing that it always bothers me anytime I like watch this episode is we never actually resolve the fact that Cordelia doesn't know he's a vampire exactly exactly <laughs> right having having like not uh, watched the episodes around this one in a second like I would just I was like tracking the time like like does does Cordelia know does she right. actually know yeah like, <laughs> no she doesn't uh, but she's almost so ridiculous that you don't care right yeah like it doesn't matter that much yeah. um but God, she she has so many good lines in this bathroom, right? It, it she has she has an epic line delivery when she's like a- actively doing her makeup, and she's like, "Yeah, uh huh." The parent, what? <laughs> yes. Like it's, she, you act, you actually see her. when she actually drops in to like acting for real, for real, and not just playing Cordelia. I'm like, oh, but girl, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, because it's you're right. It's the Cordelia. I think his parents have been dead for hundreds of years, and she's just doing her makeup, and she's like, "Oh, good." What? Like, yeah, what? <laughs> it's such a good moment. And I, I also like when they're like, Buffy and Willow are like, oh, we thought you knew he was a vampire. And she just assumes they're bullshitting because they don't want yeah. her to like, try to like snag him. And she's even what, though, even though she's aware that demonology and demons and all that are a real thing at this point, right? right or is yeah. That, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sure. <laughs> um, and she does say, like, you may be hot stuff when it comes to demonology or whatever. When it comes to dating, I'm the slayer, which is so ridiculous, and I love it. Um, it's the best quote. It's so right? good. 
Um, and when she calls, is it her? Is she she calls Angel a Care Bear with fangs? Yes, yes. Oh God! Also great. <laughs> also kind of hot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the quote I'm getting tattooed on my lower back. <laughs> sure. Care Bear with fangs. Um, so then we uh, cut to the Halloween shop and. The the bit of Buffy picking up the pumpkin that screams is like my favorite silly screenshot to tweet every single year at Halloween. Um because <laughs> I just like that it's I I also like her face where she's like and like puts it down. It's just like a cute whatever. Um and then uh Buffy and Willow discuss what, Zachary? This is she finds yeah. the princess dress, right? Like they find they they're they're looking everybody's looking at Halloween costumes. Okay, I'll back up a little bit. They're all looking at Halloween costumes and uh Oh my goodness! What are they Wait, talking can I, about? Can I? Can I? Can I try to you save you? Yes. I'm gonna. Move I'm forward. gonna. I'm gonna attempt to save you. Is it? Oh is it when they're talking about like you get to be whatever sexy bitch you want for Halloween? Yeah. This year? Yeah. Is that <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> she says you're missing the whole point of Halloween, and Willow says free candy, Aww. which is very cute. Yeah. Um. Also, we, at some point, at some point, we're gonna have to homage to Willow's abs. I know I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh but yeah, like, we will. Like, yeah. Okay. Great. Cool. Cool. I just want to. I just want to pin it. Great. Awesome. <laughs> I did make notes about that, Misha. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, she she sees this dress that is. I I was about to say pretty, but it's not really pretty, right? It's. It looks like a hell no, of a costume. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also, I, even for the 90s with some of the cringe fashion that was in back then, these color combos are not it. I'm sorry, they're not. Right? It's like <laughs> a deep red and the, like a light pink and oof. Uh, yeah, it's very it's very Princess Peach, actually, if you think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Hammy, I am curious. Uh, Jared even asked on Twitter oh, if you no. were going to break down the Halloween costumes. What do you think of Oh, certainly not. Um, <laughs> the dress is tacky and I hate it. Uh, Xander looks hot in a tank top. Uh, sure. I think they put boo on the ghost costume just so it wouldn't look like a KKK outfit. <laughs> and uh, Cordelia is a big cat. <laughs> oh my God. And that's your cosplay breakdown. Great job. Great job. Yeah. There you go, Jared. <laughs> Enjoy. Just for Jared. We don't get um, Giles in a Halloween costume Jared. this episode, though. I know. I know. Well, disappointing. Yeah. I know. I feel or like is he, could... he always in his Halloween costume? Very true. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Enter Ethan Rain, and he offers to give Buffy a deal she can't refuse on the dress. What do we think of Ethan Rain? I'm like weirdly attracted to him. I, Especially really? when he's doing I have, I have in my notes, is Ethan Rain hot <laughs> with a circle around it? Is when he's, Ethan when Rain he's, hot with a circle around it? When he's <laughs> at the altar doing chaos magic, I'm feeling it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the blood on the eyes, it's blood for eyeshadow. <laughs> Misha, what? you're like, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, well, um, I, what an attractive British <laughs> convenience character you know what i mean like just like when you really get down to like what he means in buffy what he means in this episode like even his last name isn't his is his last name r-a-i-n or rain like a king rain it's r-a-y-n-e okay well then it doesn't mean anything but i think it means (laughs) i i think it means like chaos reigns because like that's how convenient of a character he is like he is here for this purpose Mm-hmm. I mean, probably yeah <laughs> yeah but but also attractive british man not gonna like deny the group that but sure. i mean like 
him and Giles, like, I feel like we, we've talked about this a couple times, but like him and Giles definitely fucked. Like they talk oh, about yes. Oh, yeah. He's right. Like they didn't bring Ethan Rain in enough. They should have yeah. had him in a full season, I feel like. Or some mm-hmm. so we should have got flashbacks of them as teenagers or something, right? Like Euphoria yeah. can give us a flashback of 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 Cal and his whole backstory, right? Why couldn't Buffy the Vampire Slayer give us Ethan Rain and, and Rupert oh, yeah. Giles as teenagers, you know, fucking around also England. Not for not for nothing too like again shows like this rest on their guest stars because it keeps with the show it keeps the show going what a what a like a talented guy like i enjoyed watching him be absolutely ridiculous as a chaos magic yeah. doer yeah like I, he was actually enjoyable to watch well yeah and i and i agree with you zach like because he's so enjoyable to watch like you said misha it's it's a shame they didn't bring him in enough like he was a really fun reoccurring character but what it's he's only in three episodes i think yeah, God, I think it only is three. Um, and like his he's got that like delicious villain to him where it's like he's like almost cartoony, but he's still like fun to watch and he's like very he's very arch, very arch. Right? Yeah. Here's the here, okay, so Carl, I have notes. Um here's the thing <laughs> is and I, I and I wouldn't fire you, I would just try to workshop it, but um <laughs> it here's the thing. I am okay with this convenience, like this abundantly convenient episode and setup and guest star because it's a gimmick episode and mm-hmm. we're all here to have fun. Mm-hmm. That's but right. Mm-hmm. I, I agree that even down to like the incredibly queer sort of like flourish from the uh, curtain that he enters the Halloween shop with when Buffy sees the <laughs> dress, like it, it's just fabulous. Like it's, and the, I, I'm pretty sure watching the episode back that if they wanted an explanation for him and why he's doing chaos magic, they rest the entire episode on his like, like doing the chaos ritual in front of the chaos statue. Like they rest the entire episode's explanation on that. Otherwise, if you missed him doing chaos magic and that he just likes fucking shit up, the episode does not make sense. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Fair theory. Snyder and Rain are lovers. <laughs> they conspired to get Buffy to need a Halloween costume, so she goes to the store. <laughs> oh my god! So that they I'm can bring about chaos magic. Oh my goodness! Then we move along. <laughs> we move along to Drusilla and Spike. Um, yeah, right. I always forget they're here. I know. Yeah. Um, especially early in this season, they really don't do anything with Drusilla. She's kind of just like. At the factory when Spike's there. Um, she does her... I I do... Uh, Misha, I, I'm curious what you think of Drusilla, because I think I love the acting that Juliet Lando does with Drusilla, and I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. You know, thank you for knowing me well enough to know that I have opinions on this. Um, <laughs> I um, Drusilla is potentially one of my favorite characters in Buffy period the end, um, namely because of how beautifully she's acted. Um, and also the writing, the writing, think about for a second, what Drusilla's writing looks like on the page. It's probably incredibly bland because it's short sentences. It's mostly dream sequence, sort of like, Oh, I had a vision about this butterfly doing jack shit. I don't know. (laughs) Um, but like, it's, it's (laughs) probably, it's probably very boring. And this actress brings it to life. Right. Um, I will say that she something fascinating happens later in bu- the Buffy seasons when Drusilla becomes more of like a heavier plot device and mm. like things start happening around Drusilla and there's betrayal and emotions. 
her becoming more, for lack of a better way to put it, human, mm-hmm. and her becoming a weightier plot device takes away from the fun of just how dumb and amazing Drusilla is early in Buffy, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, you're right, because she becomes like more coherent, and then it's yeah. like less of the like rambling. Um because yeah. later on in season two, like the line I always think of with Drusilla is when she says she's like staring at the sky or not even the sky. She's lying on the table in the factory and she says she's staring at the sky, but she's not because she's inside. And she's like, I'm naming the stars, but I've named them all the same name. And there's terrible confusion. Like, I always oh, think that's such so a good, good line. Right. Oh, and it doesn't mean anything. Like- <laughs> no, but it's epic. It's delivery. It's epic delivery. Yes. Yeah. And it plays into like that's a line that sort of plays into her acting as well, like just like physical acting is. Um, I like constantly see her and like her twiddling her fingers like in the in the air and like just mm. blank space as like playing with little stars that she's seeing or something like oh, that, that, right? Like I want to <laughs> yeah. know what she was specifically thinking in her movements and like I don't know is Drusilla hallucinating things while she's you know talking to other people is she talking to two people at once like i don't know like what did what yeah. did juliet lando how did like, she is there a, is yeah. there a giant doll behind spike as she's talking to him like I don't Edith doing like, dances? it's the nacha doll <laughs> yeah <laughs> um which i will uh I've, I've told zach this but when we interviewed uh juliet landau she actually said she wanted to be on what we do in the shadows she was like oh i want to be on that show mm-hmm. i want to write them and tell them to have me guest and I was just like, yes, I want Drusilla on What We Do in the Shadows. Ethan Rain should be on What We Do in the Shadows yeah. also. <laughs> oh, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> um, I, of, all, of all things, this is so tangential, but uh, actor who plays Giles, what's his name? Anthony Stewart Head. Yeah, Anthony Stewart Head. I saw him recently in a new TV show on Netflix, and you know he's obviously quite a bit older now, mm-hmm. but he still has all the comedic chops, and he's almost playing with like being older and even more ridiculous. I'm like, awesome, good for you. Oh, I love that. Keep working. Yeah. <laughs> what Netflix show was it? Uh, it's Feel Good, May Martin's new show. Okay. Huh. Ooh. Yeah, it's a it's oh. a British show. Yeah, and it's it's season two of this British show, but Lisa Kudrow's in it. It's wonderful. Please go watch it. Wow. That. It's the that's so wild about Netflix where like you can just mention a show that Lisa Kudrow's in and I'm like wow I've never even heard of this one but it's on its second ex- season like, exactly exactly <laughs> 100% could not describe this situation better <laughs> I remember one night when I was like stoned and put Netflix on and it was like the final season and I was like what is this show and I watched a trailer and I was like there are famous people on the show and I've literally never heard of it and it was like the final season and it was like season five yeah 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 it's Netflix has its own you know yeah. tr- pot of spoils going on but you know. Yeah. Bless. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Drusilla says, she basically says, like, someone's coming to town to change it all. Spike reiterates that tomorrow's Halloween. They don't do shit on Halloween. But then we cut to Ethan doing his sexy chaos magic spell. Um, and then quickly cut back to Buffy's house. And I really do feel like Buffy and Willow represent like to two different queers on Halloween. It's like the the one who's gonna be just like sexy whatever and the one who's in like a ridiculous costume (laughs) yeah um and misha now we can take a pause to discuss how ridiculously slamming allison hannigan's body is and just like it's they they truly threw it at us without i mean granted i'm sure when she walked on set for the first time in that outfit everybody was like oh right we've cast a beautiful woman (laughs) um but we as the audience didn't know. How would we know until right. now? And then everybody's jaws on the floor. <laughs> and like when they show her, like, you know, she tries to hunch her shoulders because it's like, oh, she's feels awkward, but it's like 
yeah, but she still looks smoking hot. <laughs> just so, so attractive. It reminds me of all the magazines that she used to do in the late 90s, yeah. early 2000s, right? Because she was always real sexy in those magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, she was always showing bit of belly. Was, was it Maxim that she did that one? Oh my gosh, she did a lot. Are you talking about the moment she's like walking up the stairs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm, I'm sure you have that hanging in your room too. Do you? I was going to say, I think it might be <laughs> on my door. It might be on the back of my door. <laughs> so I don't see. I already know. Um, yeah. And so they basically Willow's feeling uncomfortable. Buffy's kind of encouraging her. Like, what does she say? Like Halloween's Halloween is the night when not you is you, which I put in my notes, poet laureate Buffy Summers. Um, (laughs) There you go. Buffy alone. (laughs) Um, and she's like, I can't wait for the boys to go nonverbal when they see you. And I want to just like pause to, you know, when we, covered the pilot episode for the 25th anniversary kirsten white said something that i keep thinking about that i didn't really think about so much with buffy but like she is a very good friend to willow and she is like very encouraging with her and very like Mm -hmm. always like hyping her up in these early seasons when willow is still like that like less like more antisocial, awkward nerdy character and buffy is like always kind to her. And I do, I don't know, it's just like a nice, it makes us love Buffy more, right? Their friendship in the first three seasons is really good because even in season three when when, um, Buffy and Angel break up, you know, and Willow's, I've referenced this moment all the time and Willow's like sitting on the bed with Buffy and Buffy's laying her head in Willow's lap and, you know, Willow's kind of like stroking her hair. It's just, they set up their friendship really well in these first three seasons and then it kind of like, I don't know, they start distancing a little bit after that. Yeah, yeah, but right, Mm. it really is set up so well and like, it's it's I mean it's a uh fucking like give I'm I always give them all their flowers but it's like really a credit to their acting that they like mm-hmm. really sell I, you on this best friendship. I was just I was just going to say and I, please tell me if the sort of nerdiness ever gets old but like I even watching it back the first time because you know the the show that I did while and uh, by the way the the writing on the show that I did was just incredible it's an incredible trans showrunner that we had um Casey Moderno but oh, you know Peacock that. has Right. And, and, and there's a lot of queer friendship and queer love in our show. We can absolutely and verbally blame Peacock for the way that they handled it. Sorry, Peacock, I'm going to throw you shade. Um, <laughs> but, but the, it's funny watching the first few seasons of Buffy, I too felt the same thing. I'm like, this is pretty good writing. And like, it's two powerhouse characters, but more than anything, actors bonding on a TV show set can make or break the the arc of their characters over many seasons and it also informs the writing because most writers that are hired seasons two through whatever of a show right. are hired to write for the successful actors in the show yeah so the these these girls clearly as they were growing up as adults and actors and people in the industry bonded on this set and it's so clear as they're playing friends on this show yeah yeah and you know um in evan ross katz's book they do talk about that like he interviewed mm-hmm. I think Allison Hannigan's like one of the only ones he didn't interview and which I will do my humble brag that I do all the time is that I am also in that book. I am like quoted on the same page as Cynthia Erivo and a page away from Sam Michelle Geller, which I will never get over. Um, Yes, you are. (laughs) But like they, they talk about that, how the first few seasons they were like a family and they like became so close because none of them, it's not like they were famous actors coming to the show. They all were kind of like Sam Michelle Geller had done um, soap operas, but, she wasn't like a famous name. Right. And they were all like yeah. super close and it was like a family. And they actually say in the book, the same thing you just said, Zach, that after season three is when it kind of started 
like everyone wasn't as close as they used to be. And I do feel like you kind of do feel that a little bit. Well, it was the seven season sort of like toll that it took on everybody, the 22 episode seven season toll and everybody was just, you know, they were, they were around each other all the time, right? They get tired of each other, but like, we still have these actors are still so great that it's still, they still pulled off those, those friendship moments throughout the entire series, like season seven, very last season when they're sitting on the bed and, and Buffy is helping or yeah, like helping Willow heal. It's it's such a good moment, and you know, they they did a really great job of beginning to to plant those seeds way in season one, right? And then mm-hmm. by the time we get to like this season two, and this is what 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 episode is Halloween? It's pretty early on, right? Yeah, I think it's like ten or something. Yeah, Maybe they eight. feel like they've been friends for years and years and years. Yes, yes. That's a that's a thing I I forget with season two is like, oh, Buffy's still like the new one in the group, but like they do feel like longtime friends um <laughs> michael what do you think what do you think of their friendship do you do you love it too yeah on i kind of forgot i was even part of this because i i thought i was i love listening to you guys talk so passionately about <laughs> oh buffy I, I thought i was listening to an episode for a second um michael, you have wait i'm gonna call you out because you used that line on me when we recorded for the patreon and it works every time <laughs> i will tell you it works every time it's true like i just get so invested and i'm <laughs> I'm thinking so many things in my head while you guys are talking. We talk like, about these no people like they're real fucking people. Like this I know, is a TV show. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love them. I think I think you guys are right. Like I think you can tell that they were really close on set, and that comes through in the, the sort of acting and how close they appear. And I think Ian, you were telling me something about season seven and how people had a theory that they were like mad at each other, and that's yeah. why they didn't interact very well. And whether yeah. or not that's true, they're fucking, they're crushing it now. So, yeah. Yeah. So Xander arrives. I do think it's cute that like, you know, when he's like, what does he call her? Uh, buffdom of Buffonia. I do think that's charming. Willow comes down the <laughs> steps. She's got her sheet on. And we what is to- Willow's costume? Do they talk right. about that? I, like, is she know- just like hot, <laughs> hot punk? I, I, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I would like, say but, maybe like pop star or something. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. Because like Buffy's very encouraging that she wants that to be her costume. But like we don't ever Wait. say. Theory, Willow is dressed up as, as Faith before Faith existed. There, yeah, we'll go that with that. Yes. Yep. Total Proto side note, um, Jenna Ortega has been on like a press tour lately and there were pictures that came out of her yesterday wearing a, a jean jacket. Everybody needs to go look at those pictures because she looks like Faith's little sister. Like she looks slayered yeah. up. Um, yeah, but back into it. the episode. <laughs> back into the episode. I, th- I love the ghost thing. The whole ghost setup, yeah. the whole ghost plot is my favorite of the entire episode. I think it is so fun. <laughs> it really is. It's just like, I mean, like you said, Misha, it's a fun fucking gimmick. Like it just yeah. is. Um so then we see Ethan finishing his spell. They're all trick-or-treating. Um, or wait, no, no, no. Then we cut back to school again. That's where the timeline gets a little wacky. Yeah, and they go we, collect their children. Right, they go get the kids where Snyder tells Buffy not to talk to any of them. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> let me interject just again. Um, Snyder tells Buffy not to talk to any of the kids. Meanwhile, we cut to Xander, and the guy dressed as a doctor right behind Xander is waving a scalpel in one of the kids' faces. <laughs> <laughs> It is so just unhinged and deranged, but Buffy can't talk to the children. Yeah, but like, no talking. I mean, she Um, burned her gym down, so I get it, but you know. Also, why would he even want her with the kids if he like, she's the like, (laughs) quote unquote, delinquent that he says she is? Um, 
But we also get, uh, which is so weird the way they introduce Oz, is how that he doesn't interact with the main characters. Because we see him... Is this... No, this is Inca Mummy Girl is his first episode. And then this, and it's just like him seeing Willow from afar. Um, but I do love when him and Cordelia have to be together. Because Oz... Yeah. As Zach knows this, Oz is my forever Buffy crush. Um, and I think he's a very good character. And I just like when there's someone super calm like that, that has to super calm and more like on the logical side that has to interact with like Cordelia or even Anya. Like, I love that. I I also, I have in my notes for this episode that like, I actually love how indirectly they're introducing Oz and Willow in particular, like they're soon to be whatever. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's fun. Like they keep crossing paths. And one time she's in a ghost sheet. And one time she's like walking away as like, the you know the hot silhouette that he can't quite tell I'm like great awesome I, i'm so here for this it is right i do it's weird but i do like it like i think it works um mm-hmm. and I, I i don't know i speaking of people looking hot cordelia looks so hot in her cat leotard <laughs> sure <laughs> of course it's, a, it's almost it's almost but you saying that is almost like you know jello jiggles like of course we all agree <laughs> right in other news it, the sky is blue <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that she's renting also though, because she still wants to get her deposit back on it. Well, ma'am, 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 we need we need a reveal for where she got her costume. Don't hate on. Is it Carl? Is it Carl's the writer? Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. But I I do like that it's Cordelia. She's mad that Devin, who we have not met yet, I don't think. Um, Who's the lead? Or maybe we have. I think we saw Dingo's Ate My Baby at the bronze. Devin is very hot, I will also say. Um, and he's only in a handful of episodes. But I like that it's like she's being like, he didn't show up for our date. Okay, but don't tell him I asked. You know what? We didn't even talk about this. And he's like, all right. That's whatever. my favorite thing about Cordelia dating Devin also is that we see this entire relationship and never see them actually together, right? She's just we like really running around yeah. talking about Devin and mad at Devin and <laughs> <laughs> where the fuck is Devin? Um, is there a universe uh, – chaos magic. Is there a universe in which uh, Cordelia and Oz have chemistry? Hmm. I have in my notes written Cordelia Oz spinoff. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just love their their interaction was so incredible. Like – him being so calm and just kind of confused and dealing with her and like not being agitated by her in any way. And like, it's such a foil to Cordelia. Like if someone's rude to Cordelia, she can clap back, but like, she doesn't know how to handle Oz. Who's just like listening to her and (laughs) asking for more information and trying to genuinely help. And she's like, well, I I don't know how to, I don't know what to do. You're not being mean to me. You're not (laughs) worshiping me. I'm leaving. (laughs) That is such a great dynamic. Like, and no one, they're not like, she's not mad at him. She just is like, "Eh, I don't really know what to do with this. Like, and he doesn't treat her as, as if she's stupid. Like other, like Giles treats her kind of like she's dumb and like Xander treats her as ditzy and like Oz doesn't. He's just treating her like a person. And it's just like, how can I, what genuinely, what do you want me to do? You're being right. very confusing. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like that. Um, you know, and then we get the him saying, oh, why can't I meet a nice girl? And then he bumps directly into Willow. Yep. <laughs> then we then we cut to the trick or treating. Um, and Ethan is doing his spell. I do. Li- I do like that Willow. She's at this little old ladies. They're at this little old lady's house as the lady's like handing them candy. 
that it's like the one the kids turn into their costumes as that's happening. And the one fucking kid. And they try to kill an old lady. And that, honestly, <laughs> I'm there to chaperone the kids. I'm not there to stop them from murdering old ladies. You know <laughs> that one got oh, me when, when when the actual switch happened. That one got me because you know sometimes Buffy goes a little hard even for Buffy, and you're like, right. oh God, somebody just died in front of me. <laughs> um, like that. I thought that was going to happen in that moment because I just forgot. I'm like, oh, God, a, a child's going to murder an elderly. It's going to happen. <laughs> and then Willow you fully are. dies, like fully yes. dies. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Correct. Like Buffy's always like, I've died twice. And I'm like, well, Willow died once. When does yeah. she so, get to bring that up? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the writing that is missing from the entire series is there should have been some sort of line. <laughs> well, I've died too, you know? Because like, oh, she literally wow. chokes to death. She can't breathe. She yeah. says it. She says, I can't breathe and then dies. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> we all forgot about that. Just like, never she, bring like, it up again. <laughs> genuinely drops dead on this elderly woman's porch. Um the we get Xander in the road and we do get like a silly wacky noise that happens to be like, oh, now everyone's changing their costume. I kind of fucking like it. I I'm into it. <laughs> his posture changes too during his yeah. transition, right? I will I will fully own up to this Xander does it for me. I will. Oh my goodness. It does. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank Lick you. that boot. Lick you. <laughs> oh, Excuse me. My. <laughs> I'm married, my, we, my husband's in the army. I can say. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 that's, and that's lovely. We had a and not safe for work chat right before. Not with that. That's awful. We had a discussion <laughs> about not safe for work allocations of chats. I'm going to stop talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Misha, what did you sign into when me and Hammy were saying like, oh, when people are something about like being horny, right? Exactly. Uh, I, I I signed on to the podcast chat, listening to the first two to arrive, talking about the nature of not safe for work chats online. There, there I am go. an articulate human, see? And I got into the chat and I think somebody's cat was choking on a mouse. So we all had a journey yeah. getting here. Um. Sure. I'm, also, I'm, also, I'm also guilty of that. So I'm really just a troublemaker here. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Xander's never done it for me. Even when he's, never. you know, yeah, mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's never hit for me. I, what about the episode where he's in a Speedo? Mm -mm. Yeah. No. No? Still no. nothing? Nothing? Oh, nah, not a tingle? Not, not for Xander, no. Wow. Huh. Very flaccid. Well, you're better than the rest <laughs> of us, Zachary. Fine. <laughs> proud, of I really, proud of you. i proud of you. Zach is very good at knowing my taste in men, and I still can never nail down Zach's taste in men. It's like a fucking mystery. And I, I feel like that's impressive, Zach. Like, you you just love, I just love men. Just in general. <laughs> you know, all over the place. Misha, what were you going to add? I was just saying, you, you, you mean besides his husband? Like, <laughs> what, what, what do you, like... <laughs> right, but I mean, like, when we're watching a movie, when we're, like, covering something, Zach will be like, oh, yeah, that person was hot. And I'm like, what, really? And, like, sure, sure, sure. I just... You, just you, didn't, you didn't qualify. You acted as if there was no clues around right. you. You're helpless. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I do know what that husband looks like. Um, but so, okay, we get... Uh, Zach, where are we? <laughs> Everybody's turning into their costumes. We got Buffy over here turning into a princess. Xander's turned into an army man. Uh, Willow died, had the most Gosh. dramatic night of all, and, and turned into a ghost. I love that we... Uh, it, it reminded me that we have two moments where Buffy is terrified of cars in the show. Um She's a cave woman, and then oh, right, when she's right. a princess, yeah, Cars and Buffy just right. don't go together. That's a common thread throughout this entire series. And I do, I like how this all comes to like I like the chaos of it all coming together. I mean, it's very convenient they're all on the same street, but I do, 
I don't know. I just really liked that. Like it's first Willow sees Xander and then they see mm-hmm. Buffy and like everyone's at a hundred percent too in this scene. Like I like yeah. Xander, like army man Xander's confused because like he's like a person in modern day, but he's not Xander. Willow is just ghost version of herself. So she's very much herself and like Buffy. I just really like the like, it's not a demon, it's a car. What does it want? Is this woman insane? Like, I, I love like, that. So right? Buffy spends the episode, right, like daydreaming about being this like dainty damsel in distress mm-hmm. princess, right, and not having to be the slayer. Well, when she is this dainty damsel in distress, it's like it's not like, oh, she's so cute. It's, is this woman insane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they like, what is it? Then she decides that they'll hide out at Buffy's house, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Joyce isn't um, there. She's at Pat's house. Right, yeah. <laughs> Conveniently, Joyce is not home. Because yeah, I was, was going to say, like, did she just not get contracted for the episode? And she was absolutely gone. <laughs> <laughs> Misha, it's funny that you say that because- They spent um, too much money on the dress. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, right, Zach, Summer's always bringing that up when we're talking Angel. She'll be like, yeah, that person probably had a contract for an extra episode. That's why they're here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Th- this is the golden age of, like, serialized television. People, this is all business. <laughs> so we, they go back to the house um and willow kind of has to take charge here and i feel like this is the first time we see willow like very much stepping it up right i i I really enjoyed the 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 smallest side where she was like buffy couldn't have dressed up as xena or something yes (laughs) i think that is like such a it's a reference that could have made the show feel like it was collapsing in on itself but it does not like it feels fun um, it somehow works, yeah. Yeah, like, right, it works, even though I think Xena was, like, still on the air at this point. They were a step away, because if had they mentioned, like, Callisto or something, it had fallen yeah. apart. But because yeah. it was Xena, it works. Yeah, no, I think that's, like, the iconic line from this episode. Um, and I just, I like that Willow's exhausted, too. Like, she's, like, so immediately exhausted, because everyone is just, doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Because it's like she's got children, you know, all on leashes, and she's trying to hold, hold them all back, right? And Xander's, like, firing at children with, with guns, and Buffy's running away from vehicles, you know? It's like a stressful <laughs> night for her. And then everybody starts showing up at this house, right? <laughs> yeah. Then uh, Xander goes and saves Cordelia. I love everything with Cordelia dealing with them, too. And I, I think it was so smart to make, like, Willow and Cordelia have to be the ones that are, like... Uh, kind of like wrangling everyone like i like like later on when she's talking to giles and he's like oh, cordelia turned into a cat person she's like oh no she got her she didn't get a costume the same way we did or whatever and like i don't know i i love that when like buffy says like oh surely the men will save us and cordelia's like what's that riff like what <laughs> like she's so over it i love it yeah and when Angel is like not caught up, right? But we need right. to catch him up real quick. And she just walks in, like walks by him and is like, yeah, she doesn't know who she is. She's printed now, you know? And then she goes, and how are you doing? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's the slayer when it comes to dating. Remember that. Keeps her fucking eyes on the prize. Uh-huh. And I appreciate that. <laughs> oh my God. That would be, I feel like that would somehow be us, Zach, where you'd be like, Ian, what are you doing? I'd be like, I'm flirting with this cute guy. Hold on. <laughs> like, we will fight these demons in a minute. I'd be like, our friend <laughs> is shooting at children right now, Ian. Like, calm <laughs> down, okay? Let's figure this out. Uh, so we're cutting back and forth between the house, right? We're cutting back and forth between everybody starts showing up at the house. Angel starts showing up at the house. Um, right. Uh, and, and Willow goes to find Giles and let him know what's right. going on. And we see Spike. He's like, 
I was just gonna say, doesn't Spike come in at some point now? Right. Yeah, because he yeah. like sees them and he's like he sees everyone like freaking out and he's just like walking down the street and I think he says something like, Oh, this is neat, and that's when he gets the idea to like attack Buffy. Sure. I'm gonna do a super cut. I want like Ashley do a super cut of all your yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I just I, I, I again this is just me and Carl having a silent conversation. I'm just like oh, okay, Carl. He's a lot. <laughs> Poor Carl, man. I, I Carl Carl needs a letter. We need to write him something. Figure out what was uh, happening here. You could get him on the show. Get him on the show. <gasps> I bet. Oh. I, uh, not after this episode. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, Carl, if you're listening, I, I do want to hear your side of the story. Yeah, I would love to hear. <laughs> what was the Carl cut? I want to know the, the Carl, Carl cut. cut. Release the Carl cut. So Cordelia <laughs> says, I feel, I always think this is funny when she's like, who died and made her boss? And then we see that Willow, who has died, walks through the wall to go to Giles. Um, Yeah, and so we get her going into the library, and I do... I like when I I don't know I I love Giles and I love him like him being scared because she walked through the wall and then him being like uh what is your costume exactly like he's not he's like literally just asked and she's like you should see Cordelia and he's like okay like and Cordelia makes him. more sense we're still asking what Willow right. is yeah <laughs> twenty five years later twenty fifth anniversary everybody what is Willow's costume he what is Giles, Giles says like what are you dressed up as? And she says a ghost. And he says the ghost of what? Because same question. Um, same. Yep. So like, I forget how they get there. Oh, because Willow says the name of the costume shop, right? She's like, oh, Cordelia didn't get her costume from Ethan's and she didn't turn into her costume. Um, and that, you know, sends off Giles's like, just whatever, where he's like, oh. Ethan you know, who? Who? What? What? Ethan? What does he look like? Is he a kind of sexy old man? Is he kind of sexy? Is he British? (laughs) Yeah. And then we go to Ethan's. Right. We're on our way to Ethan's, and and Spike and his his whole gang jumps out. And uh, 18th century Buffy is scared. You know, she can't find Spike like this. Oh, right. Because I was going to say, wait, how do we get there? Because demons got in the house, and Buffy saw Angel's vamp face, and so she ran out. So they ah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Right. Mm. Um. Because then we get that beat again where she's still running away from Angel and Cordelia says, oh, she's got this thing where she thinks you're a good vampire. She thinks you're a vampire. And then Cordelia says to like Buffy in her princess outfit, like, no, he's a good vampire. He would never hurt us. She still and prefers just- the man with the musket, though. <laughs> she does. Yeah, the man with the musket. <laughs> <laughs> I love – can we talk about Sarah's acting in this just for a second? I love – like yeah. throughout the series, she plays very – all of these different versions of Buffy. But I love when she plays the the, the – because she's not doing Final Girl, but she's doing like horror movie girl, right? Um, right. And this is very much – I don't know. There's a thread between this and like Helen Shivers a little bit. You know, I see the same sort of like acting beats that she's doing and I love – I love when she does this little shtick so much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she pull. I think she pulls it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will say this is jumping around a little bit, but I it really threw me. So is the '90s the 20th century? Is that how that works? Yes. Yes. So the 18th and, century would be the 1700s, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Gonna- so 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 it, when when everything is you know again spoiler like all resolved, Buffy is like you know back to 20th century me. That like threw me. I'm like oh. Because we hadn't entered the 21st century yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. 
<laughs> I'm there with you. Sometimes oh, it takes no. me an extra Thank second. You. I gotta Thank think you. about that, it. I'm not gonna lie. Thank you. Get confused when I see the 20th Century Fox Sun. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God, Ian! These young people that you bring <laughs> onto the podcast. Um, are you kidding? I was, I was dreaming like, about Buffy Summers. Okay, I wasn't in school <laughs> thinking about the 19th and 20th centuries. Are you kidding? I was like. Do I know the answer to this question? I'll let everyone talk it out. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. I'll figure it out. <laughs> um, God, this is where I get a little... Because uh... it's the Buffy uh, spike fight, right? Like he starts kind of like, I don't know, the whole... the whole Everybody's in a fight at this point. Right, Xander, Xander beats up Larry, who was turned into a pirate. Um, says that was oddly gratifying to beat up that pirate. Um, and then they kind of get cornered in this alley. At the same time that... Who is confronting Ethan Rain, Misha? I who, who is confronting Ethan? Wait, what is this a trick question? <laughs> no, it's not. I feel like I'm in school too. Oh, is it Giles? Is yes, it Giles? Yes. Okay, I was just like, oh no, Giles, I'm no longer the favorite versus Ethan Rain. <laughs> yes, which um, was I? I agree with the previously stated statements. Yes, it's a very horny interaction. Right? Yeah, it feels like. Yeah, it just it's feels the like there's. There's a lot that's like unsaid, but like we get it, right? Correct. Yeah. So Giles is like, and Giles gets pretty brutal, which I do like seeing. Like I like that when the, one of the cuts we get to him, it's like Ethan Rain has been like is beaten up on the floor, and Giles is just like polishing his glasses, like mm, no big deal. Also hot, so good. They've done that before. That dance has been done plenty of times before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. In their past, it's just sexy right, game yeah. they do. Okay. <laughs> sexy game, <laughs> Jesus. Um, and so. We get the, he smashes the head and, um, Hammy, what line does Buffy say to Spike? Oh, so good. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. <laughs> and it's so, so good. Yeah. It's, so it's, good. I love this. <laughs> it's also, it's her, like, there isn't, you don't really have, you get kind of blue balled if you don't have a line for, like that from yeah. Buffy. And yeah. we got it. And yeah. I'm so happy about it. Yeah. Yeah, like we need the like superhero line of her like being a little shitty and like I just love seeing uh, you know the the th- a thing that Samisha Geller also does really well is like Buffy's confidence and like you know we go from her and that like big wig screaming being this like princess to like her kicking the shit out of Spike and being like mm, I'm bad she yeah, can do fine. it all and I love when she lifts up and the wig just kind of like falls off yeah. but like, yeah. like the the best way they could have done it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's like a perfect moment to like we don't need her taking it off just have it like fall off when she sits yeah. up that's fine um, yeah that's like it's just uh, Buffy Buffy does those moments really well the character and the show like do those kind of moments really well mm-hmm. the the one thing that I will point out is this is one of many times where it is like why didn't she kill Spike right like it feels like this would have been a perfect time to kill him because at, because as as we the fans watch Spike just get to live from season to season to season until he's like fan favorite, you know. Um, mm. I feel like the characters did that as well, where they just watch Spike jump from season to season to season and the writers <laughs> like accidentally riding him from season to season to season because they need him for the end of this season, right? So like, we'll keep him around. We'll just keep him around. Right. Right? And then season three, they're like, oh, it's Spike. Yeah, he's still here. Um, yeah. Season four, oh, Spike, we forgot to kill Spike. Um, <laughs> well, he's here, you know, and he just keeps going. He survived. Uh, not and also just like let's play into the logic i'm sure they want us to play into at this point there are children now the demons have turned back into children she has to she has to you know a ideally not traumatize them with the death and b get them back home 
Well, yes, they, they've been running around, haven't they? I didn't even think yeah. about that. They've been running but around, and yeah. some of them are coming to in places they don't know. You know, They like to pretend that Sunnydale is a small town, but it's massive. It is a big town, yeah. and they're waking up in alleyways, <laughs> and they're 12 years old. You know, I was going to say, this is an oddly large town if you really think about the scope of Buffy. Like, there's full on like, downtown areas. <laughs> yeah, because like – I, I am in the suburbs right now. There is not like a downtown and then a whatever for like a small suburban town. Like, like where is the bronze? Where is it? Right. In this small town. <laughs> There's a lot of alleys in this small town. Um, yeah, I mean, and so then we also get Cordelia still having her eyes on the prize when like, what is it? What is it that she says when she's like, I forget what Buffy says to Angel and like they're talking and she tries to interject and like no one acknowledges her. And I just, I appreciate someone who's like, Never a time not to flirt. I appreciate it. <laughs> she got it. She's got to do it. She's got to. And then we see like everyone walks home. We see. I like when they're like, where's Willow? And it's because she was a dead ghost and she went back to her body. Does So this this makes sense, right? That she would just like go back. But because I'm having I'm questioning. I'm like, why wouldn't okay. she just stay dead? Because she died. I, 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 is that a resurrection? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what? You know what? This is a good you know question. What? You know what? We're gonna we're gonna pull the Marvel. We're gonna pull the Marvel thing. Chaos magic, multiverse. Shut your face. <laughs> Big damn deal when Buffy comes Don't back to life. But, you know, Willow's just got to reverse a spell, I guess. Um, I this is the Willow episode. I freaking love her. I love her tossing the ghost costume off to the side. Yeah. And just walking down the yeah. damn street. You know. Hmm. And like, then we get Oz, he's like driving and he's like, who is that girl? And like, it's cute that that's like a slow build to their eventual like meet. And they don't meet until what's my line. I think part one, um, when they're in that classroom together for like the like gifted kids or whatever. Um, and yeah, and I, I, but I also feel like that's like a unlike Buffy thing to do the way they're introducing Oz. Like we don't really get a character, uh, with Riley. I guess we do with Riley a little bit when he, like we see his point of view, even when he's not part of the group, like we do see a little bit of Riley. They do that a, just, a few times throughout the series. It's just yeah, like yeah. more, um, I think with Oz, it's done in such a way that, that he is, I think, I think Seth Green is just really memorable too. Right. So I think it's yeah. the South, the Seth Green of it all is that we've got our eye on him and we're like fixated on him, you know? And so we're going to remember his little moments that he keeps popping up in. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I really like Seth Green on Buffy. Um, so yes, I agree. Um, and then, um, we get Buffy and Angel making out at the end, and then Giles finds out who has escaped, Tammy. And now it's my turn I, to say, is that a trick question? <laughs> yeah, I don't know the answer to this either. What? <laughs> Everybody get your clickers escaped. out. Um. It must be Ethan. It's Ethan. Yes, it's yes, Ethan, yes. right? <laughs> You got it. Ethan Rain has got away, baby. I, yeah. Michael, Do you bring like, all of your guests on here to trap them? It's always terrifying when he asked the question, like, where are we at? What line was said? I'm like, fucking hell, man. I've got my notes in front of me, too. I'm like scrolling real fast. trying to. <laughs> it's just particularly bad when the answer is obvious. Like, it's only been Giles and Ethan this whole time. So it's like, just, who does Giles walk in on, Misha? And it's like, uh. It's just the initial. I was like, Ian, was my hand raised? Do I have my hand raised? <laughs> Mr. Carter's Crawford. I was say, yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have the hand raise function in this in this handy app that we're recording in. I don't, 
being mean. <laughs> You're just being rude. <laughs> Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm your host and bully, Ian Carlos Crawford. I have a lot of school yeah. trauma. Calling on me without my hand raised does not sit well with me. It does not go well. Um, it's, no, <laughs> it's just a little shock because I got to like scroll through my phone and find my where I am in my notes. Um. <laughs> but okay, so we are at the end. Uh, favorite scene. Uh, Zachary, I like I like Willow discarding the uh, the ghost costume and walking through the street. Really? I think that's it's a good it's it's a good visual, and I always think about it when I when I hear the episode title. All right, Misha, boys are so fragile. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> uh, yeah. Hammy, we didn't talk about. I don't think we talked about it, but I like the scene with uh, Giles and Willow in the library, and she can't turn the pages. Oh yeah, we. I do. That is a that is a funny bit when she's like, I she says something and she's like, and I also can't even turn the pages. Like I do think that's like, it's so good. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, my favorite scene is I like everything in the house when they're in the summer's house. Like I like Willow being like she's trying to dress up as Xena, Cordelia being annoyed at helpless Buffy, but also still trying to flirt with Angel. Like I love all that shit. It's really all. It's always awesome when they're all like locked in the house and like you know, and there's people trying to get in, right? Yeah, like that, whenever that, the, that always works in, in the show. Yeah, the cast works really well together in like stuff like that, where it's like, ooh, we're trapped and we're gonna have a lot of like fun dialogue. Mm-hmm. Favorite outfit, Misha? I mean, Willow, because you're asking me first and I'm gonna claim it. Willow. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Hammy, and we can have repeats. That's perfectly fine. You're just gonna be unoriginal no, if you my... do this time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get him. Uh, no, mine is while watching the, when they're in the school, Buffy turns around and there's a big Dolce and Gabbana tag on the back of her tank top. Uh, so I look it up and it's, it's like a $350 tank top. And apparently her pants were like $700. So girl was wearing like a grand before taxes in Dolce and Gabbana. So <laughs> I love I did, school outfit. I, I did notice <laughs> and that. She, and she can't afford the princess dress. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why. <laughs> yeah, she spent all the money no, on that. Sure. Uh, sure. Zachary? Well, Ashley, I want you to edit me saying this first. Um, Willow's uh, 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 <laughs> double-time ghost costume. <laughs> Listen, we are allowed to have doubles. My my favorite outfit is a tie between Cordy's cat costume and Willow's sexy outfit because they both look great. And I wish I, could, I, wish, I wish I looked like that in either of those costumes because they look great. Um... Now we get to our little segment that I keep forgetting to fucking do for these 25th anniversary episodes. We what have a segment. Done? What yes, is happening uh, here? <laughs> I think I forgot to prepare you for this, Zachary. So you will okay. go last. Don't worry. Alrighty, okay. Um, what would Dawn have been doing in this episode? Hammy? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, oh. Uh, if Dawn existed in this episode, she... <laughs> Joyce would have been like, you aren't allowed to go out because you're going to do something terrible with your little shitty teenage friends. So you have to give out candy. But Don has secretly invited all of her friends to the house. And then when Buffy and everyone arrives, mischief ensues. Oh, see, you thought it out. I'm proud of you. I thought <laughs> I got this one. Flexing that big brain of yours. <laughs> yes. Uh, Misha. Can you hear the gears turning for on my end? Like, <laughs> like I'm, I, 
I, I, I'm only, I'm going to speak in generalities. Dawn is going to get mad about something really small, like lipstick level small. Mm-hmm. And she's going to do something really big, like open up a portal to another dimension <laughs> because that's what oh her tantrums always evolve into. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I kind of wouldn't be mad if my tantrums could evolve into that. Um, sure. I, <laughs> I think Dawn would have been turned into like a cartoon character. Like she would have had a costume that was like, I don't know that they would have been able to have an actual brand cartoon character. Sort of been like off-brand cartoon, and she would have had like really ridiculous makeup, but been stuck with the Scoobies the whole time as whatever cartoon character that made her like extra annoying. Zachary, <laughs> that's cute. I've thought about this. I got it. Okay. I got it. Okay. okay, and then I have like a silly answer right after too. Um, <laughs> Dawn dresses up like the Exorcist. And she's upstairs when they all gather into the house. And she's the surprise coming down the stairs, exorcist style, that they have to, like, keep Xander from shooting, you know? Jesus Christ. I like that. I think that's a good touch. Or she is uh, she's one of the little demon children who almost choked out the old lady. <laughs> one of those. One of those. All right. Well, uh, what grade do we give the episode, Hammy? I will go with a B plus. I think I would have given it an A, but I like hearing all of you talk about it and kind of pick it apart a little. So I'm going B plus. All right. All right. It is one of my favorite episodes, though. (laughs) So if it's one of your favorite episodes, don't let us tell you like. (laughs) Well, it can't. It's not my favorite. So my favorite's obviously an A plus. My second favorite is obviously an A and it trickles down. My top 20 would all be A's for Buffy. (laughs) Oh, um, uh, <laughs> Misha, what grade do you give the episode? I will give it a B minus, but but if Carl comes on the show and talks and defends <laughs> oh my thesis, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll upgrade it all the way to an A minus. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, we need Zach- a Carl cut of this where we take out all the bad stuff about Carl, but <laughs> leave in all the good stuff, and then we upload that one just for Carl. Oh no, <laughs> so Carl is canceling Carl. his Patreon subscription to yeah. Slayer Not the Egg. He was already here. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fuck these mean queers. <laughs> Uh, Zachary, what grade do you give it? All the Halloween episodes get an A plus for me. I love them all, and there weren't enough of them. So yeah, I'm I'm also A plus. I think I love this episode. Um, thank you all for joining me. Thank you, Zachary, for co-hosting this with me. Um, if you like Slayerfest '98, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can subscribe to us on Patreon, where we are. Finished Harley Quinn season two. We've done Firefly. We're finishing What If season one. Eventually, we'll be moving on to Harley Quinn season three. And uh, any and all support is much appreciated. If you want to follow us on social, we are at SlayerFestX98. If you want to follow me, I am at IanXCarlos everywhere. Hammy, where can everyone find you? My day-to-day life and a bit of my cosplay, you can find at Instagram at uh, Hammy73. Or if you want just my cosplay, you can find me at michael.ham.cosplay and if you want to hear the ramblings of a person who's only obsessed with X-Men and My Chemical Romance you can find me at Twitter at OnlyHam73 (laughs) That's funny. That's a funny Twitter (laughs) handle. Thank you. Misha, where can everyone find you? I am at Misha Oshirovich on all platforms. I am exceedingly vain so I promise you that the only remotely interesting content is on Instagram. (laughs) Uh, Zach, where can everyone find you? 
You can find me at Zammy73. Um, no, just Dad, kidding. Dad. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> if you search Adventures of Zach and B or My Bloody Judy or Coffee and Tequila, I will pop up somewhere. All right. Well, we will see you all next time. Bye and happy Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. Boo. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>